0: Practically every one of the top 40 records being played on every radio station in the United States is a communication to the children to take a trip, to cop out, to groove. The psychedelic jackets on the record album have their own hidden symbols and messages, as well as all the lyrics of all the top rock songs. And they all sing the same refrain It's fun to take a trip put acid
1: in your vein. From a studio located somewhere in the depths of the 614, here's your host, Rick Gethin.
2: Welcome back for another exciting episode of the Cat Club Podcast exclusively on the Music in Motion Columbus Radio Network. I'm your host, Rick Geffen. Today's show, as it always is, each and every week, brought to you by the wonderful folks at Boston Girls Pinup Joint, 2598 North High Street, right here in Columbus. They're a trashy yet classy hangout for local musicians, burlesque dancers, comedians, and entertainers of all walks. They have a great beer selection, whiskey, tasty sandwiches, locally roasted coffee, and of course, free Wi-Fi. They're open seven days a week. Give them a call, 614-725-5402. That's Bossy Girls Pinup Joint right here on High Street. Well, joining me in the studio today, we have two members of the band Love Alive, Dave Lurie and Chase Finley. Gentlemen, welcome to the show. Thank
1: you. Thank you very
2: much. Happy to be here. Very happy to be here. <laughs> um... Jumping right into it, uh, you just released an EP on August 11th with a show at Woodlands Tavern, which I was privileged enough to be to be at. It was a wonderful show, by the way. Thank you. Um, how did did it meet your expectations? The show, the turnout, the the response from fans.
3: I think so for sure. You know, uh, I feel like doing this long enough, you wouldn't. Maybe not to set expectations. Looks a little more fun that way, you know. Try not to get caught up in the moment and just thinking about how awesome it is to be able to, to say that we are releasing our own album. You know, is is enough in its own right, I think. But we were extremely pleased with the crowd turnout, huge rush to the merch booth after the show. Nice. So uh, you know, it was it was awesome. It was it was a perfect night. You know, everyone I've talked to since said that there was just a, a vibe. I think you said it as well. You know, walking into the venue. For that show, and, and well, you had told me you had told me ahead of time mm-hmm. via email
2: to expect a, a show full of energy, mm-hmm. and I have to say, you guys delivered. <laughs> I mean, you hear. really, you really did, and it was the texture of of the band as a whole, but also the depth of your playing. You know, showcasing different sides of of the band and different uh, tempos. You know, you can play faster paced or more funky stuff and mm-hmm. you know maybe more towards the rock side on another song you know it, it was nice to see. Um, was that a conscious effort on your part to just kind of get this groove going?
4: It's, it's always a little bit of a conscious effort uh, to, to really find a groove and it's, it's especially it's harder at uh, it shows obviously than it is at practice you know um, we usually practice at the same spot every time and uh, you kind of fall into your your old grooves. Um, and over time, you become used to playing in the same spot. Um, when you gig, it's a little bit different. You're playing on different stages. The sound is different. Um, so I think over time, we've just tried to turn down as much as possible, get a good sound yeah. on stage. and uh, That's really the best thing about Woodlands, too, is yeah.
3: they do such a phenomenal job. Uh, every musician is always talking about you know being able to hear is obviously the most important thing and they do such a great job and allows you to feel free I mean
4: yeah shout out to the sound guys at Woodlands yeah always fantastic
2: beyond job. I mean for you guys on stage obviously you want to you want to have good monitor mix mm-hmm. yeah um, and that, that should be a given at every venue it is not I right. get that uh, but for me being out in the crowd you know reviewing all these shows you know I, I have venues that you know I already pegged them they're either they don't care or they're not that good with their sound mm-hmm. and then there's places like Woodlands um, Big Room Bar at the CD1025 Studios um, Rumba Cafe yeah, really good it's great venue you know as far as being in the audience the sound it's not overbearing it's not my ears aren't ringing mm-hmm. you know and I don't have to wear earplugs which is and I not. do
3: think you know there's something to be said because I I've you know, I go to obviously a lot of shows in the area, and I'm always curious to hear what non-musicians say, and I think it's easy for people to be like, oh, the sound guy could have done better, but there is, you know, as far as loudness, is like the band really has to take control, I think, because uh, that's something, you know, we've definitely done in the past, is, you know, we were listening back to the CD release show, actually, at rehearsal last week, and we were like, oh man, we were we were pretty excited. Some of these songs were a lot, like the first couple of songs. Like, man, we played those pretty fast. <laughs> a lot of excitement. Well, I mean, you have, uh,
2: you have to take into account that it, it, you know it's it's your album release, right? Um, so you're you know it's you have those nerves, mm-hmm. and anybody who says they're not nervous, even a seasoned veteran mm-hmm. of the music it's industry, they, they still get a little bit nervous.
3: Yeah, you know, it's it's you're putting your music out there, you're putting your soul out yeah. there. It's just so much excitement, too. You know, I mean, we've been we've been looking forward to that for so long. And uh, to be able to be in our hometown playing our own, you know, headlining shows, it was so much excitement. You know, like, nerves are obviously a part of it, but we were just so happy to be there in the room with all of our close friends and fans we've seen that and watch it grow throughout over the time in Columbus. It was it was a really amazing night. And then there was some Yahoo
2: sitting there in front of the soundboard, namely me. <laughs> Transplants Oh Ohio. Um, yeah. um, no, it was it, it was really a fantastic show, and I'm not you know I'm not blowing sunshine up your ass on this one. Um, we appreciate so that's one thing that we uh, we've always tried to do is be unbiased, mm-hmm. not only on the podcast here but also uh, on the website on the Music Emotion Motion Columbus website. You know, it was it was really a fantastic show, and to be able to experience that as a fan as a fan of music, I mean it's just a, it's a wonderful feeling for me. To be able to, to have these great musicians up on stage and I get, you know, one night it'll be this, you know, funkified, you know, rock groove that you guys are playing. And then the next night it'll be, you know, a band that's heavier and harder, or crunchier or whatever. Um, and it's just, it's always different. Mm-hmm. You know, there's so many, so many great bands here in Central Ohio. I mean, it's... When you guys got into the uh, got, you know, got the band started, did that kind of surprise you that there were that many good bands?
4: I mean, and the contrast in types of music, too. I mean, there's just there's so, so many yeah. different scenes around here. Um, and I can't speak for, for, for Dave. He started the band before I was in it. Um, but I know, at least playing in the scene that we you know, tend to play in, um, yeah, I mean, it, it can be surprising. There's, there's, there, are, there are quite a few very good bands around. And, yeah. and once you think you've seen them all, You know, you play another gig, and there's two more great bands. Exactly. Well, my biggest
2: thing, you know, being from New York, and I'm relatively recent transplant to Ohio. I moved here in 2004, so it's been 13, 13 and a half years that I've lived out here. What surprised me the most, coming from New York, was I expected there to be a lot of bands because, you know, how many kids grow up and they, "I want to be in a band." Mm -hmm. You know, everybody Mm -hmm. says that at one point in their life. I said it at one point. I worthless when it comes to playing music. Um, so that's why I've never gotten a band. But moving out here and and just going to shows and to shows and to shows and more shows, I realized that not only is the scene huge when you you know include all of the different genres of music that are being performed, but it's not just a handful of bands that are good. Everybody's. I mean, there's a handful of bands that maybe need more practice mm-hmm. at their craft. You know, I mean, the, the list is
3: just huge and I've just
2: scratched the surface with the website.
3: And I think everybody needs more practice. You know, there's never going to be a point where they're like, all right, no more no more practicing <laughs> we've figured out. But I think, you know, for me at least going to all these shows like you're talking about Columbus, so many diverse groups is what, I, what I've n- noticed or learned about myself is like, I would rather go see a band that maybe is one of those bands that you see that's like, okay, they could use some more fine-tuning or whatever, but what they're doing is original and original themselves, exactly. and the players in the band It's like, I would rather watch that, because I love watching... We've played with some bands now, being a being around for a little bit, that we played with when they first started, and to see them now, you know, it's just... It's such an amazing, amazing part of the whole thing. And, it's a like you know, band grow. Right. You know? I would much rather go see a young band doing their own thing than pay... 20 bucks to go see the band everybody wants to go see, and it's like, all right, that show is exactly what I expect. You know, it's like, right. I, I love it. I think it's one of the best things about Columbus, and we're happy to be a part of it. I mean, you guys have a unique sound that not a lot of people are doing. Mm-hmm.
2: And, and when I want to say locally, I'm. you know, it's Central Ohio, not just the city of Columbus itself. Right. Um, was that a conscious
3: effort on your part, or was
2: that just your sound is what you guys enjoy playing. I think
3: it was definitely uh, something that we keep in mind. You know, when we made this record, uh, when we first started showing it to people, a lot of the responses was okay, like uh, you know, wasn't what I was expecting, but I really dig it. And uh, they're asking, they would typically follow up with, "Is this what you guys are going to sound like from now on?" And I was just like, "You know, how how can you answer that question?" It's like when I Miles Davis sounded nothing
2: in the latter stages of his career Mm -hmm. like what he sounded like at the beginning not at all
3: he evolved right and I think it's just you know when I for me personally you know when I sit down to write something I want to write what I'm feeling in that moment you know I don't want to be like well this is my formula that I've been following so I'm going to write this song it's like no I'm going to maybe our next record would be death metal you know I, I'm not gonna count it out but uh, that would be interesting <laughs> yeah. 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 you know not that I think about it death, <laughs> death metal from love alive right I don't think well, a, melodic chase, could, death chase could do it on guitar I don't think I could pull the vocals out, <laughs> but, <laughs>
4: yeah, but it, would, it would be melodic death metal yeah, yeah know so some good. stoner
3: metal we could get
4: into I mean. there, there's there are a few things that are beautiful about being in obscurity um, and you know whatever you define obscurity as uh, as a musician you know Obviously, there are differing ideas of it, but I would just call it not being known by a whole city or a a whole region or something. You know, still having plenty of people that haven't heard of you, which is obviously where we're at. Um, You know, we haven't been around long enough for people to really find out about us. The the beauty of it is we can kind of keep changing our sound until we get it right, because the few people that, you know, we do have that Mm -hmm. listen to our music, they like to watch us grow. They like to watch our sound change. uh, And new people that would get into it, you know, we can get them into it, coming up with you know better sounding, more more, uh, I guess, you know not mainstream sound, but things that other people want to hear. You know, new things. We can keep being creative because not everybody's expecting the same sound
3: sure. from us. Sure. And it's just never pigeonholing yourself. You know, like when I go home and listening to music on my own time, I'm listening to a wide variety of genres, and I'm always thinking like, man, how can I write a song that's like this? Throughout so many different genres, and I just right. know that that's something that I'll never be able to take away from myself, and I have no interest in in uh, doing that as a band.
4: Yeah. There really is something to be said for people who are able to, you know, not necessarily follow the rules, but come up with something that fits the description of, you know, a, a genre or a couple of genres. Like that's a that's a craft, that's an art. Um, it's not something that I feel I'm you know, even capable of at, at my level of musicianship right now. Right. Um, I would love to be able to do that someday. I've been in bands and you know, I was in a ska band for a while that, nice. you know, that was sort of pigeonholed. But uh, even then, I mean, I didn't, I didn't find myself playing ska stuff. And it's not because I, I think I'm above it. It's mm-hmm. it's because it's it's hard to emulate what other people play. It's sure, not right. easy. And that's, not a whole lot of people talk about that.
2: Yeah, I agree. Well, you know, you guys, with what you're saying, you know, you're reminding me of something um when I spoke with Marty McCoy from Bubble Flex yeah. uh, about a week and a half ago, uh, did a phone interview with him, and I asked him about you know what is he what is he hoping for with fans and and their new album that they just released on Friday, and uh, pulling up pulling up the uh, the article um, just so I can get the quote right, he said, "If you like it, that's outstanding, and I'm really happy." If you don't like it, stick it up your ass and go on somewhere else. He's doing his own thing. <laughs> yeah. The band is doing their own thing. And that's that to me is is the mark of maturity. You know, you do your thing your way. People are gonna pick up on it or they're not. Right. If they don't, they don't have a good taste. But the music signifies we have to take our first break. Right. We're gonna come back on the other side. Play some music from Love Alive. This
1: is the Cat Club Podcast. Bud Light presents Real Men of Genius, Hawaiian style. Real
5: Men of
6: Genius.
1: Today we salute you, Mr. King of the Karaoke Mike.
6: Mr. King of the Karaoke Mike.
1: Armed with your mic, you brazenly take to the stage, refusing to leave until every last person has been lulled into a peaceful slumber.
6: Wake me when it's over.
1: Country, rock, R&B... From your lips, it all sounds the same, like a sick cat trapped under a parked car.
6: That's a flat kitty.
1: Sure, nobody's clapping, but that doesn't mean you can't give them six more encores.
6: They're clapping on the inside.
1: So crack open a nice cold Bud Light, oh hero of the high note. <laughs> you sing to the beat of a different drum, because the one in your ear is clearly broken. Mr. Karaoke King of the mind. Bud Light Beer, Anheuser-Busch, St. Louis, Missouri. If you don't like them, I'm sure your sister will.
5: Hey, babe, you want to go out?
2: Well, your sister likes Chase and Dave of Love Alive, I'm sure. I know I do. These guys are cool. (laughs) I'm Rick F., and this is the Cat Club Podcast on the Music in Motion Columbus Radio Network. I wanted to remind everybody, coming up October 21st in Reynoldsburg, just on the east side of Columbus... Musicmotioncolumbus.com is sponsoring, promoting our very first all-day music festival with uh, ten bands, nine of which are local to Ohio, Central Ohio, and uh, the headliner is a regional band from Morgantown, West Virginia. Karma to Burn is our headliner uh, that day. Um, I was able to convince them to come play my show.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh, Uh, they're a great bunch of guys but the the lineup that we have and and i don't know if you guys have have heard of any of these bands because it's not quite the style or sound that you guys have um a little bit harder edge maybe a little bit more towards the stoner rock type thing Uh, but we have mobile home time lords ashes of chaos bourbon train bridesmaid mississippi bones pale gray lore Hellsfire sinners and shorty allen in addition to Comrade
4: Barn. Okay. You said Carter Byrne is from... Morgantown, West Virginia. You said they're from Morgantown. See, I don't recognize the name, but uh, I was in a band called Soundtrack 96 um, before and, and during the beginning while I was in Love Alive, and that was that Scott Punk band. We were a little heavier on the punk side, but uh, we played in Morgantown, and uh, I definitely got that vibe out of Morgantown that they... I mean, they like all types of music, but they like a, a lot of harder, grittier... Uh, you know, there's a good hardcore scene there, I think. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of a heavier music. I... Enjoyed myself thoroughly in Morgantown. Um, I really liked it there. 123 Pleasant Street is a great venue. Um, and I know a lot of great bands play there. Um, so I don't know, that's, that's, that's very cool. I'm glad that...
3: Uh, yeah. I mean, it's... it's
4: basically, it's...
2: Uh, Carmen of Mern, to me, their sound... I mean, if you have to... I hate pigeonholing bands. I don't like doing it, but if you have to pigeonhole them, I guess you could say they're stone around. But they're in that same vein of of uh, that that Palm Desert scene from the early to mid '90s, that uh, Josh Homme and Queens of the Stone Age and Caius and you know all those bands in that scene out there. Carmen to was doing here in the late '90s on the East Coast, you know. And I, and the great thing about it is the majority of their stuff, 98 plus percent of it, is instrumental. They don't even bother singing. It's just a great great groove i dig them i don't know i like stoner rock well there you, there you go but anyway the uh the festival is the dark horse in motion music festival in reynoldsburg at the dark horse tavern uh, you can get your tickets by going to the website music um, we have a link to the ticketing site tickets will go fast they are going fast just went on sale last friday so get yours now. Fifteen bucks to see ten bands. I mean, it's a buck fifty a band.
3: can beat we're that.
2: Saying, you know, for an old day thing, uh, we're working on getting a couple of food trucks there too. So, it's, you know, it's gonna be a it's gonna be a fun time, a fun day, fun fun event. Um, I wanted to touch on before because I want to play I want to play a song here pretty quickly. Um, with your sound, on the surface, there's the obvious comparison to the Dave Matthews Band. But if somebody just takes a moment to dig a little deeper, you guys really don't have that sound, it's
3: just superficially, at least to my ears. Am I on the right track? Uh, I don't know. I, w- I would have to... Uh Somewhat disagree, you know. I mean, I I think there's similarities. It's okay. <laughs> I think not. You know, I so, obviously similarities any, between a
4: lot of the, the the jam band acts and and some Dave Matthews stuff. I've heard that before.
3: For yeah, sure. I mean, I think that there we have. Uh, you know, Kevin does an amazing job playing the violin in our record. Obviously, that's the commonality between the Dave Matthews stuff. Uh, I guess I guess my only thought on that would be that was not a band that we listened to that inspired. They either right, like they've never, uh, you know. Don't get me wrong. It just happened it actually, to be coincidence, you know, sure, that worked out yeah. Sure, way I mean, I think you know. I think uh, a lot of people, when I hear the bands, the artists that they compare us to, everybody's got a different one, which I think is an awesome part of the of this band. And uh, you know, like just like I said, you know, I think uh, they do a lot of great stuff. But it wasn't a band that we were listening yeah. to when writing the record, or really at any point spent a lot of time. Uh, trying to emulate by any means but you know they've they've obviously had a tremendous track record they've made a bunch of hits and you know we, we'd we honestly be lucky to you can't experience can't complain about
4: thing. being compared to a band as successful as that right. Um, right you know with as many fans and followers as they have not necessarily something we were trying to do but mm-hmm. I mean it's a coincidence yeah and I think like you said with now. the live show it's it's a
3: bit more edgy than, uh, than this particular record. And, uh, you know, from, from what I've heard of Dave Matthews, it's, there's a lot of stuff that we'd like to do that I, I don't think I've heard them do, just like there's a lot of stuff they do that we'll probably not touch on, you know. But nothing but respect for artists as, uh, that's been doing it for as long as they have. Oh, and that's the thing. You know? um, but like I said, I
2: think it was more coincidence than... You know, trying to emulate them. But hey, let's play some music. What's here? Enough talk from your new EP, Hold Your Tongue. Here is What You Wish For from Love Alive on the Cat Club podcast. your own What You Wish For by Love Alive from their brand new EP, just a few weeks old, Hold Your Tongue. Guys, that song, one, it's amazing. I mean, it's Thank just, you. it has this really kind of serene funk to it, if that makes sense.
3: Does that I, I know exactly what yeah, you mean, actually. I think it's, I mean, exactly. it's got a
2: great little groove to it that you can just, you almost want to tap your toes. Yeah, see line.
3: that's the word, that groove is what I love, you know, it's funk. Funk has been, uh, you know, this genre that's been around forever and I think it's, I think in modern society now everybody's got a little bit of that funk and I think, right, it's it's that groove really, you know, uh, you know, uh, Steve, one of my favorite Stevie Wonder lyrics, just because your record has a groove doesn't mean it's in the groove. And uh, you know that's some of my favorite favorite shit is like you gotta have a groove to your record, and then you could do anything you want with it. And you know I, I don't consider us a funk band at any point, but there's always got to be that groove, you know. Oh, definitely. Yeah. What
4: do they say? If it uh, makes the people dance, it has a chance. Yeah, yeah. Is that what they say? <laughs> I don't know who said it. <laughs> Somebody famous. Somebody some famous asshole. I don't it. know. <laughs> um, you
2: know it's just it it has this, like your your vocal work in mm-hmm. it. Has take this as a compliment? Hmm. A funkified lounge singer.
4: <laughs> that is a fantastic compliment. You know,
2: I mean, it's, yeah. it, that's the feeling, that's the vibe that I get. It's just something I. It makes me happy to listen to. It. That's
3: the. That's, that's, you know? that's all nice you need hear. right there. Yeah. That makes me happy to hear. Yeah. So yeah. Thank you. Thank you. And people think I just prop up bands. No, I'm speaking yeah, from the heart.
2: Yeah. Music moves me. Yeah, you know, that's it I always has. I have a passion yeah. for good music, and you know, it's hearing that track was was just really amazing. That was the first track on the album.
3: Mm-hmm. Opening okay. track.
2: Um, but you don't stay right in that that groove. You kind of branch out a little bit, and we'll we'll touch on that in the next segment mm-hmm. um, with another song from the from the EP. Um, was it hard to write?
3: uh i wouldn't say hard no i think uh it took time for yeah for me uh you know it's when you get an idea i like to just i wish i could just sit there for days until i till i can get it all out but uh i think for that one you know that was really our first attempt to like all right we want to write a jazz-influenced song we're not we're not a straight jazz band but we want to write a jazz influenced song let's see how we can do it and uh I think you fucking nailed it. Thank I really man. do. I had so much fun. You know, I I really hope people like the, the the vocal harmony stuff. That was some of my favorite stuff to record, because, uh, you know, we um, a lot of the recordings we've done earlier in our careers. You know, there's always a sense of like, let's let's put it out. Let's have something online. Like, let's get some more shows. And now we're at a point where, we're at, all right, we're getting shows. Now let's make a good project. And uh, it was just incredibly fun for. Well, you for can't me just to... put it
2: out to put it out. Exactly, mm-hmm. and it was incredible about something fun. you're proud of. Yeah.
3: and it was great to just be able to sit back and be like, "I'm gonna give you every single thing I'm hearing in my head, and then we'll get rid of what's not working." Holy and shit! Now, I'm, now. I'm scared. Yeah. Oh, there's a lot more to
4: come. <laughs> <laughs> cool part about that this this particular EP too is, uh, you know, a lot of bands have their hired guns. They've got their couple yeah. core members and their hired guns. What you're hearing on this album is the people in the band. Yeah,
2: and that's a great thing. But hold that thought, Chase. Dave, we're going to come back right after this break, play some more
1: music. This
2: is the Cat Club Podcast.
1: Hi, Tom Bodette
4: using this streaming music format to fulfill my lifelong dream of being a 50s radio DJ. Here goes. Hey, guys and gals, this is Tombo, spinning the platters that matter at number six on your motel dial. Get a clean, comfy pad for the best deal you ever had. Just say, we'll leave the light on for you, the phrase that pays less. Man, that was fun. Book now at motel6.com or on your smartphone. I'm Tom Bodette, and we'll leave the light on for you. Man, I might just chill tonight.
0: Puppy monkey, baby. Puppy monkey, baby. Puppy monkey 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 baby. Mountain Dew Kickstart. Dew. Juice. Caffeine. Puppy monkey baby. The
2: competition has taken notice.
0: Oh my god.
2: Good luck keeping up with us, amateurs. Not that I'm calling anybody else locally an amateur. I'm not. <laughs> no. We just do things slightly differently here on the Cat Club podcast. I'm Rick Guthin. I'm your host. The hostess with the mostest. This is the podcast that is the sweetest smelling podcast in the world, according to four out of five dancers.
0: <laughs> right.
2: I don't know why they're smelling us, but hey. Yeah. We'll take it. We'll take it. Uh, in the studio with us, uh, I have to thank. Dave Lurie and Chase Finley of Love Alive for being, you know, taking the time out of your day on a Sunday afternoon uh, to join us in the studio for this episode, but it's great because we get to hear some of your music. For those of you, uh, those of our listeners that haven't heard these guys yet, give them a listen. Give them a chance. You know? Come out to a show. Come out to a show. That's the big thing. That's what I really wanted to ask you guys. Why does it seem to be so hard
3: to get people out to shows? I think there's a, uh, you got to put the time in. You know, you can't wake up and be like, oh, we've, we've been practicing, so people are going to come out to the show. You know, it's, uh, you got to put the time in. I think for us, none of us except for Kevin are from Columbus or grew up here. Uh, you know, I think Nate went to high school out in Powell, but Chase and I and Billy, our drummer, are... Uh, from Cleveland, Ohio, so, you know, we don't have a, a big base of, like, oh, well, this is our big crew, like, you guys are gonna come out every time and you're gonna help us spread the word. Right. And, uh, you know, it's a lot more just, like, we're gonna, we're gonna grind, 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 and I wouldn't have it any other way, honestly. I mean, I, we were ecstatic with the crowd. I think we had, you know, at least over 100 people at the Woodland show. We were I mean, it wasn't a solid, but it was, it was mm-hmm. a full, it was a full. It felt
4: yeah, pretty it full, full, full yeah. to us. I mean, it's yeah. always good to have more people, but, so, some bars have what you would call a built-in crowd yeah. uh, some venues do but you can really never expect one so yeah. I think everybody in the band does a pretty good job but uh, a built-in a crowd
2: people. isn't necessarily necessarily there to hear you no not at all right. that's the other thing they're here they're, they're at that particular venue the built-in crowd I'm yeah. talking about now they are there to hear a jukebox mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They're
3: there to drink
2: and hang out yeah. with yeah. Their friends. Yeah,
3: it's a, it it's a, a social part. scene, but you know you're happy as a musician to see anybody that's coming through oh, the shit. door to support local music. And can convert one of them. That's just right. One. Yeah, that's what it is. It starts with one. Mm-hmm. And Don't we got you, Rick. So. <laughs> there we go. Hey, <laughs> it
2: it's worthwhile. As, you know, I have to thank you for contacting me about that because it's I, I would have eventually found you. Mm-hmm. You know, just, there no, are I mean, so I, many bands here, and I do have you know.
3: There's only finite number of hours in
2: the day. Um. I think
3: I mean I think it's an important thing to say I know Rick you're a humble guy from what I can tell so far but you know really what Rick's doing here with the podcast with the website Music in Motion is really an amazing thing and I hope everybody out there listening is appreciating it because you have to appreciate the local music the people that are in your community trying to do it you know everybody can latch on when somebody makes it quote unquote big or whatever but uh now you're making people me blush. like you I, that's I you're hope making so. me blush somebody man. needed to say it so I'm, I'm glad i got to do that for you rick we we, we can't thank you enough
2: <laughs> oh I, I appreciate the kind words I, re, I really do um from the bottom of my heart of um course. thank you nope. so very much uh i wanted to touch on on the ep on hold your tongue um this was how much i enjoyed it when we our our ratings for whether it's a full-length album or an EP or whatever, you know, it's it's one to five, five being you know nobody's gotten a five yet.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: I don't know if we ever will get one. You guys came me. damn close. Mm-hmm. You you literally are tied with one other band for the highest rating I've ever given on on the Music and Motion Columbus website with a four point five. I, mean, I mean it's it, well, that's, that's how much you guys affected me with just four songs. Mm -hmm. and I hadn't even seen you live yet, you know, and yes, I'm singing your praises now that I have seen you live, Mm -hmm. and I'm going to be going back and seeing you live again, and again, and again, because that was the vibe that you guys, it was, it was a welcoming vibe, not only come on in and enjoy us, but hey, come back, Mm -hmm. so hey, I'm going to come back.
3: Please do, you know, that's what, that's what we try to do, you know, we always, we're big on going out and meeting the crowd, you know, we don't we don't like to hide or anything you know we want to get to know everybody this is our this is you know we're we're in Columbus right now 2017 the music scene is so beautiful here so amazing you know everybody should support each other and you know we want to yeah. meet we want to shake as many hands as we can and,
4: nobody's cooler you know. than anybody else yeah we just and I am like totally uncool. So, mm. you know, I'm pretty uncool, too. <laughs> you know, not good with the handshakes, that's as really cool. as
2: the saying goes. I have a great face for radio. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you, know. you
4: got a good handshake, Jay's pretty <laughs> No, it's, um, not, it's just not a bunch of different kinds.
2: Yeah, it's not not the not the you know, what Dab or whatever. What is it? The kids call dab or whatever. I don't know. I think like it's all the cool kids do the things that I
4: can't do. Kids, kids, these days.
2: We're gonna play another song um, from from your release here from from Hold Your Tongue. This is the last track on on the album, and I, I just want to read from my review. I, I pulled that up just because I wanted to kind of refresh my memory of what I was thinking when I when I listened to it and wrote the review. Um, the EP clo- I'm quoting now, the EP closes with Paralyzed. The song we're gonna play. A mid-tempo rocker that forces you to get your dancing shoes laced up. Once again, the interplay of the instruments and musicianship of the band are on full display. The track harkens back to that old-school 1970s sound that so many found appealing. Unquote. Fair assessment of Paralyzed?
3: Definitely, I think yeah. so. Yeah, I mean, uh, for us, I think it's you're never going to be able to get out of the like growing up on all those classic rock bands that everybody loves and will always love. And, uh, you know, we wanted to make sure that we had some of that high energy that you see at the show on the record. And I think, uh, you know, that came out well with this track, Paralyzed. It's,
2: I mean, it really is another good Grover and a great way to end Hold Your Tongue. But for our listeners, this is Paralyzed from Love Alive on the Cat Club Podcast. By Love Alive. I have to say, guys, listen I mean I've listened to it quite a few times, but listening to it just now again, it has a Parliament Funkadelic
0: mm-hmm.
2: kind of vibe to it. It's kinda of, it's kind of subtle. It comes and goes. But that ending part where it's that, that hard ending,
3: mm-hmm.
2: that's a P Funk freaking thing. Yeah,
3: for sure. I think it goes yeah. back to what we were saying earlier, you know, like if I sit down. To write something, I'm like, all right, where's the groove? That's where we start and then you find the melody off of that. Right. And I think, you know, it's that groove that no matter what what music you listen to, what's your cup of tea, you notice your feet moving, and you're like, Alright, you know, I could get down with this and that's what we are trying to do on that one. So what comes first? The lyrics or the or maybe
2: a riff or, or a melody or, or, or for, how for, how does the song songwriting process work
3: for Love Alive?
4: Love this question.
3: So uh <laughs> yeah how so much time do we have Yeah, right. So <laughs> I, I would definitely say it's different uh, on a song by song basis on this record. Uh there was a lot that we were trying to do for the first time. So I would say that, you know, a lot of the all the songs kind of came from me sitting down with an acoustic guitar or uh, at home. And I like to come up with the progression first, you know, get something that I know in my head. I'm like, okay, this, I can come up with the melody. Like I said, find that groove. Where's the song gonna rest and build it off of that. And then lyrically, uh, which is one of my favorite things to do and talk about, um, you know, comes after finding that melody. Like a lot of times I'll sit back and I'll kind of hum a melody or I'll Mm -hmm. just freestyle a melody without words and then see, What do I want to write about? What am I feeling right now? And then lyrically make it make sense within the melodies that I've already come up with based around the progressions or the riffs or whatever it is. Nice. What about you, Chase? I mean, is it the same kind of thing?
4: Yeah, so basically, I mean, I've been in a few different projects that have written, you know, a bunch of different ways. Um, This one is a little bit more unique in the sense that... um, you know, a lot of bands you're writing stuff together right. Or uh, which, more which, of a collaborative which, process which which takes a lot of time sometimes and it's it's not that we don't do that uh, there's a lot of collaboration but um, I actually kind of prefer the way that Dave does it which is he, he brings us his most concise idea of what he's going to be doing um, and we kind of nice. get an idea of the arrangement of the song and that that's always subject to change mm. and mm-hmm. a lot of times it does change but everybody else in the group then comes up with their ideas, and over time, you you sort of you come up with riffs, you come up with parts, with transitions, and you get this full product that is uh, a lot more concisely put together into like a an idea that you can understand as sure, a musician, sure. rather than like an ambiguous, nebulous, uh, like just everybody's coming up with parts for a song and it's ten minutes and we have to condense it down to five kind of thing. Um, and
2: throwing stuff at the wall hoping it's yeah exactly I mean this is like
4: we, we, we spend a lot of time on, on our own time not necessarily at rehearsal trying to figure right. this kind of stuff out so that we can bring it right to the table at rehearsal and, and come up with a product I mean that's the whole point nice
2: that's, I mean it's, it's a great way of doing it you know not necessarily coming in with a finished product but you're coming in with a, a more concise idea yeah whether it's whether it's a sound it's a riff it's a, it's a lyric mm-hmm. you know whatever the case may be you're coming to the table with something that's somewhat formed. Yeah. That is easier to, to kind of, you know, get everybody on the same page and, you know. Creativity of, of creativity. Yes, exactly. Music signifies. We have to take our final
1: break. Alright. We're going to come back on the other side play more music. This is the Cat Club Podcast. Bud Light presents Real Men of Genius. Today we salute you, Mr. 80 SPF sunblock wearer. Mr.
6: 80 SPF sunblock wearer.
1: There are 24 hours in a day. You're wearing 80-hour protection. If the sun fails to go down, you'll be ready.
6: Don't forget the moonlight.
1: Your coconut-scented force field blocks out all the sun's rays and any stray rays from another sun in another galaxy.
6: Your star.
1: 30 SPF. Please, you might as well be wearing cooking oil. So crack open an ice cold Bud Light, Mister 80 SPF sunblock wearer. In fact, feel free to crack one open at high noon, in the middle of the Sahara Desert.
6: Mister 80 SPF sunblock wearer.
1: Bud Light beer, Anheuser Bush, Cartersville, Georgia. If all radio stations in town were palm trees, we'd be the one with
5: the biggest coconuts.
2: Not trying to brag or anything, but the Cat Club podcast. <laughs> we can swing with the best of them. I'm your host, Rick and With me in the studio, Dave Lurie and Chase Finley of Love Alive, local Columbus band. Fantastic band. And rereading my review of Hold Your Tongue, um, I reminded myself that. I actually wrote these words and I stand by them after listening to, to all, all the songs on it numerous times since reviewing the album. Um, I wrote that Love Alive hits it out of the park with Hold of Your Tongue. I stand by that. I mean, you guys s- superb effort with this. I mean, it's just I don't hear a lot of a lot of bands come out with a polished sound but not one that evokes as much as much emotion as I'm as I felt from you guys so hats off to you guys
4: thank you well, thank you so much
3: yeah you know. I think that's why you do it you know that's why uh, you know like I said you you write about what's you're feeling emotional about and I think whether you can make one person or millions of people feel that way you know that's that's why you do it you know that's what music is all about to me I want to listen to music that makes me feel something and uh you know, if, if we can do that, then we've succeeded in our eyes. Oh, there
2: you go. Um, the album is Hug Your Tongue, EP, four songs, available on Bandcamp.
3: Bandcamp, SoundCloud, CD Baby, soon to be on Spotify and iTunes in about one more week.
1: So nice. It's Very out nice.
2: there. Uh, mastered by local recording guru, musician in his own right, Joey Gerwin.
3: Joey Gerwin of Orange Studio mastered it. Uh, we had the pleasure of working with both Joey... And Trevor Edge of Studio Edge here in Columbus, who mixed the record for us and uh, did some of the recording sessions. You know, nothing but great things to say about Trevor, who's been a close friend of ours for a long time. Uh, Amazing, amazing uh, mixer and does fantastic work and is doing a bunch of records right now. They're going to be coming out soon, and we hope to work with him again. Excellent. Hey man, Joey. He hell of a nice guy. Yeah. Well, for the final song of the show from Love Alive, I want to
2: go back in time two years to May of 2015 when your song I'm Still Here was released. This is I'm Still Here by Love Alive on the Cat Club podcast. <laughs> Love Alive, going back to May of 2015, amazing song, guys, but a little birdie flew
4: into the studio told me it's somebody's birthday. Hi, Mom. <laughs> yes, uh, I would like to give a shout-out to my mom, Kathy. Uh, it is her birthday today. Happy birthday, Mom. Love you. Happy birthday, Kathy. Happy birthday,
2: Kathy, from all of us here at the Cat Club Podcast, and of course your son, Chase. Um, one thing I did want to ask you guys about. And feelings can get frayed. So I'm going to try and phrase this in a way that doesn't, I don't want to say offend too many people, but rub too many people the wrong way. You never want
4: to rub people the wrong way. Sometimes. Sometimes you
2: do. As musicians, whether you're in a band or you're a solo musician, solo artist or, or whatnot, when you're on stage, I mean, you have a bully pulpit. Do you think it's okay, or do you think it's it's good, I guess, for for musicians as a whole to utilize that bully pulpit constantly throughout throughout their shows and their tours and and whatnot? I mean, understanding that that a lot of good has been done because of musicians and and using their bully pulpit. Um, and, and the reason I bring this up is. I mean, Ted Nugent, very divisive character politically, but musically, one of the most amazing guys I've ever heard. Songwriting, um, guitar riffs, just amazing musical style. But it just, my brain has a hard time putting the two together when
3: I see him live.
2: I just wanted to get your thoughts on that.
3: Yeah, I mean, I think it's... As, a, as an artist or as a musician, you want to be able to stay true to yourself, really just as a person at sure. all times, and, and speak on how you're feeling, what you think about current events, especially someone with his stature and notoriety. You want to be able to say what you think and uh, how you feel, represent yourself truly as a person and not just trying to be some commercial, like, oh, this is what we were told would sell, so this is who we are. But I do think in that particular instance, you know, there's there's definitely certain artists that are like, okay, it's, it's become your stick, and it's part of your act. And right. just as a person... You know, At my that point, do you person, think they've gone
2: overboard, maybe? Uh,
3: I think that that's for other people to decide. You know, I think, for me personally, you know, it's like Ted Nugent... I, you know, that's just someone that, when I when I see people like that, that I totally disagree with, I think they're spatting nonsense, I, I can ignore it, and in my world, it just doesn't exist, and I think that's something that maybe, as a society, we could, we could do a little bit better on, is like, well, if you don't like something, let's just ignore it, and not feed it the attention, because, when you talk about Ted Nugent, it's like, well yeah he's got all these crazy things he keeps doing but hey if we stop talking about it and giving him this huge platform maybe maybe it'll go away and i think obviously with that's a a very current theme going on in our country right now is uh talking about giving attention to things that don't deserve attention and i think that the kardashians come to mind yeah that's that's one of the few yeah stop making stupid people famous exactly chase chase just hit the nail on the head right and I think you know, you know that's it's almost like it's almost like well you can't you can only bash those people so much when right. the fact is is that we've given them a, that platform. And know. I don't I don't want
2: our listeners to to think that I'm bashing Ted Nugent. Mm-hmm. I love his music. Mm-hmm. I always have. I mean, going back to the first album in 1975, I believe it was yeah. self-titled Ted Nugent album, "Stranglehold." I mean. One of the most badass '70s rock songs there ever was,
4: in my opinion. Ted Nugent's one of those guys. You know, like I said earlier, that uh, he, I like, I enjoy poking fun at him, but at the same time, I respect him and I'd love to meet him. Um, You know, he's he's done some amazing things. He's a great artist. Um, I read a book a while ago called uh, "This Is Your Brain on Music," um, and. An example in there about you know the, the way that music influences people it uh, was brought out. it was uh, after the MLK assassination, um, the federal government didn't really know how to handle people. They, did, they didn't know what was going to happen at that point and the only thing that anybody could think of was to bring a bunch of artists out uh, to talk about what was going on. You know they knew that they could communicate with people a lot a lot more uh, you know, formally than, than politicians could. Um, and it kept the peace. So there's something to be said about that. Music has always been
2: a soothing balm on raw emotions. At least in my eyes. But then again, what the hell do I know? What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. At no point were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I have to thank Chase Finley, Doug, uh, Dave Lord, sorry about that, uh, from Love Alive, great, great local Columbus band. Kids, go check them out. Thank
3: you, thank you
2: Rick. Thanks for having us. <laughs> thank you
0: us.
3: so much,
2: yeah. Rick. It's been an honor. It's uh, fun. Who knew an hour could go by so fast? It's great. You great. Know, Let's do it again. Of course. Of course we will you Next week, we have our special Labor Day episode of the Cat Club Podcast. Tom Reeves and Change Up Charlie will be my
0: guests. Well, I hope you folks enjoyed yourselves. Catch you later on down the trail.